let us pray. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you for truly you're worthy to be praised. You've been there all the way. You know our thoughts are far off. You've blessed us in spite of us. We thank you. Oh God, we bless your wonderful name. <clears throat> in spite of our wickedness, in spite of our evil intentions, you showed us grace and mercy. You spared our lives one more time. And we're grateful. Now, God, since you've allowed us to enter into this holy space one more time, open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts that we might hear from you. Let us receive a word from on high, but let us not only be hearers, but doers. Sin a word that will correct, challenge, and change us. Let it convict us. Let it prick our hearts that we might be better thereby. Now God touch the preacher, anoint him afresh and anew, give him preaching power from on high, Hiding behind your rugged cross that the people would see none of him but all of you. Then God, allow your word to go out through these airwaves, through these devices, through the television sets, through cell phones and tablets, and even in this building. Let your spirit rest on all of us. Let the glory shine about us. That wherever we go and whoever sees us, they'll know that we've been with the Lord. And when we leave this place, we'll leave better than when we came. This is our prayer. We ask it all in your darling son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. For a few moments in your Bibles, <clears throat> in the New Testament book, Gospel according to St. Mark, ninth chapter, beginning at verse number 17. I'll be reading from Old Faithful again, King James Version. Recorded are these words. If you're following along in the app, the verses are there for you. It says, <clears throat> and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which had a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teared him, and he foamed and gnashed with his teeth, and pined away. And I spake to the disciples, and they could 
that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed and foamed foaming and he asked his father how long is it ago since this came unto him and he said of a child and oftentimes it has cast him in the fire into the waters to destroy him but if thou canst do anything have compassion on us and help us Jesus said unto him if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believe it. Let me say that again. Verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. Verse 24, as I conclude, And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Amen. The grass wither, the flower fade away. The word of the Lord shall stand forever. For a few moments, the help of the good Lord and the aid of the Holy Spirit, I want to speak from the subject, no doubt about it, I believe God. No doubt about it, I believe God. My brothers and sisters, as we look at this text, uh, this is very familiar. We've heard about this. And as Jesus is dealing with this demon that has possessed this man's child, uh, this son that has been dealing with this since he was a little boy. And the Bible declares, gives us a description that the man had been dealing with this for a while and he's trying to get relief uh, for his son. And any parent know that any time your child is going through something, uh, it grieves you at the heart. And uh, the thing about it, my brothers and sisters, uh, is a very serious situation. And as we look at the pandemic in which we go, uh, we're going through, uh, it was one thing uh, when they said seniors was dealing with it. And then after a while, they said middle-aged people were dealing with it. But now the situation has gotten so dire that now they're saying that children are dealing with this virus. This, my brothers and sisters, comes to us today for us to take just a little closer look at the text. This father of the child who had a demon problem made a great appeal to Christ for help. And I just want to talk for a moment. Number one, let's look at it, the appeal for the terminating. And if you have your notes, I'm going to run through them real quick and then we're going to get down with it. Number one, we see the cause for the appeal. Uh, look at it. He says, I spoke to uh, the disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. Looking at verse number 
18, he says, uh, I went to the right people, master. Um, I spoke to those who are of the household of faith, but they could not do anything. The cause why this man appealed to Christ was actually a complaint. He tried the disciples, but the disciples failed. So now he comes to Jesus. The complaint was critical of the disciples in two ways. First, uh, the deficiency of the disciples. They could not. And that's something my brothers and sisters, uh, they did not have the spiritual power to determine the demon problem. They could not could be written over the doors of many churches today for they were not able to do much of anything to stop the tide of evil. And anytime you're a church and you can't help people that have problems, then they might as well write a sign over your door says that they could not. And how many of us, uh, my brothers and sisters, will look ourselves in the face and say, I got to get my life better because somebody came to help uh, for help and I could not. And that's a sad description for a Christian when somebody comes to help for you, especially when they have a spiritual problem and you can't help them. And so they went to, he went to the disciples and the disciples could not. That's a sad testimony. So that's a deficiency problem of, of the disciples. But secondly, it's a dishonor from the disciples. Uh, the fact that the failure was in Christ's disciples fought, brought dishonor on Christ. And anytime somebody that's out in the world comes to ask you about Christ and you can't help them with a Christ issue, you're bringing dishonor on Christ. Y'all not talking back to me up in here. The enemies of Christ would rejoice in the failure of the disciples for it reflected negatively on Christ. And how we act as believers can either honor or dishonor Christ. It can honor or dishonor our Savior. Too often believers bring much shame and dishonor to Christ by their unsavory conduct and conversation. You know why people watch you so closely? They want to know if you're going to honor or dishonor Christ. The reason why people can tell you who you are and, and, and how you are is because they're watching. And they want to know, are you going to bring honor to Christ or are you going to bring dishonor to Christ? So you got to be careful what you say, what you do, where you go, what you wear. Because people are watching you. And are you honoring Christ or are you dishonoring Christ? I know it's getting heavy and I just got started. But the truth of the matter is... If, is there a deficiency in your discipleship? Is there dishonor in your discipleship? Because somebody's watching you. Matter of fact, there was a song back in the 80s that they used to say, I always feel like somebody's watching me. I wish I had somebody up in here that, that no, don't act too holy up in here. I'm going to bring you right with me. Because the truth of the matter is, somebody is always watching you. Let me get back. Let me get back. Come on back here. Here we go. Here we go. That was the cause for the appeal. But then let's look at it closer. The compassion in the appeal. Look at the compassion, my brothers and sisters, in the appeal. Look what he says. He says, if thou can do anything, have compassion on us 
and help us. This, this man is having some issues. The man did not help. The man helped. He didn't seek help through merit, but he sought it through compassion. Uh, divine compassion for the sinner is great. The reason why, because John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world. Y'all should have got happy right there. That he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He was compassionate towards us. Matter of fact, it goes a little deeper in Romans 5 and 8. I know Timmy out there watching. Romans 5 and 8 says, God commended his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, God died for us. It's compassion. If you need help for God, appeal to his compassion, not your character, and you will get much help. So you got to stop acting like you so good that God should help you. You got to ask God, say, look, I know I don't deserve it. I know I'm not worthy, but Lord have mercy upon me. Is there any compassionate folk up in here that say, look, I know I'm low down. I know I'm raggedy. I know I done wrong. I know I've been in the gutter, but Lord have mercy on me. I know you're compassionate. That's what he said. He said, look, if you could do anything, just have some compassion and help us. He, he, he didn't demand it. He didn't say, Lord, you got to do it. He just said, Lord, if you can do, if you can, just have, just have a little compassion. Have a little, little mercy on me. So, so I see the cause. I see the compassion. But then uh, I, I see the capability. Look at it. Look at it close, he says. He says in verse 22, say, oftentimes it cast him in the fire in the waters to destroy him. But if thou can do anything right there, he says, he says, this was not a statement of faith, but it showed doubt in what Christ could do. It was it was a sharp contrast to what the leper said when he was here and Mark 1 and 40. Mark 1 and 40, the leper says, if thou will, thou can. See, the leper knew that God could. So he says, if you will, help me. And this one said, if you can, help me. Y'all see the difference? See, 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 some people already know what God can do. Some people don't know what he can do. But they both still God to do something. See, the leper didn't question the power of Christ. Rather, he left the healing up to the will of Christ. And sometimes we got to say, not my will, but thy will be done. I wish, I feel like preaching this thing right here. I got all of y'all in here. Y'all have some church with me. Today, he, he says, he says, uh, not my will, but thy will be done. And, and this one right here, see, Christ's capability has been proven again and again to say if thou can't speaks of unbelief and so I'm trying to help somebody in here today is that you don't have to be unbelieving 
Because you've already seen what he's done over and over in your life. Hold up, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm, I'm hooking you, I'm hooking you right now. I got the line and I'm about, to, I'm about to hook somebody right here. Here it is. So the capability, but then the correction. Look at the correction. See, he, he had to correct him in a, in a second. He says, the next verse is how God corrects him because he, he, he really didn't know he's been dealing with this problem for a long time and some of y'all been dealing with a problem for a long time and God just has to correct you that's all it is and it's alright to be corrected especially if I'm going to be corrected by God watch what happens in the next part look at verse 23 tell somebody verse 23 I like verse 23 Jesus said unto him if thou can believe all things are possible to him that believe. That's the correction. The correction for the appeal. Christ corrects the capability statement. It wasn't whether Christ could cast out the demon, but whether or not if the man could believe. Oh, y'all missed the shouting point right there. It wasn't that Christ was weak, but it was that man was weak. You see, it's not whether or not God can do what you want him to do is whether or not you believe that Christ will do what you want him to do. I wish you could high five your neighbor. Don't do it. I don't want nobody to get sick. But I, I, I'm just trying to tell you right there. It wasn't because of Christ's weakness, but it was man's weakness that was the problem. That's why he says the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So he had to correct the appeal and then give the condition for the appeal. You preaching today, boy. Uh, the condition for the appeal, look at it. He says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. See, the condition for the help was uh, from Christ was faith. He says, you got to have faith. And see, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not seen. This is always the condition for the blessing. Unbelief does not gain blessings from God. Only faith gains divine blessings. Unbelief, watch this. Unbelief will be cast into hell according to Revelation 21 and 8. But faith gains heaven because the Bible says without faith is impossible to please God and so if you have unbelief God can't bless that oh my goodness let me give you the last one real quick and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about it see uh, you have a cause you got compassion you got capability you got correction you got condition but last but not least you got confession Oh my goodness. See, 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 confession is what we need. Because confession is made unto salvation. You see, you got to confess some stuff. So, so he confessed, he says, and straightway, verse 24 right here, says, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, he, he is sorrowful. He said, Lord, I believe but I need some help oh my goodness he said Lord I believe but I need some help I hear Erica coming on right now help I, I need some, some help coming on right now he said Lord I believe but help 
my unbelief. So first, he, he, he does three things uh -huh. in, in, in this right here. He, he, he says, he says, uh, number one, the faith in the confession. He says, I believe. Uh -huh. That was a noble confession. He says, uh, I believe. He, he, he met the condition for the help, which was faith. But then, secondly, he had fervency. So he had faith and he had fervency because he cried out with tears, which means, uh, Sister Washington, that he was serious when he said, Lord, I believe, and he's crying. He has fervency in the confession. This man, uh, he was earnest for his help in making this confession. And if you want God to be earnest in answering your quest, you got to be earnest when you make them. He said, Lord, I believe, but help. And he's crying. Thou unbelief. But what he did at the end, Reverend Percy, is that he fell at the end because after he had faith and after he had fervency, he ended saying, I still got some unbelief. The failure in the confession was, he says, I have some unbelief. But I'm so glad that even though he had unbelief, he went to the right source. He went to the right source because he acknowledged, he says, I believe, but I still have some doubts. And I can't get over the doubts by myself. And, and, and I need somebody that's strong enough to get over what I can't get over. And so since I can't get over, Sister Pat, my doubts myself, I need you to help me with my unbelief. I, I thought I'd have at least three of y'all that understood what I was saying. I'm struggling. And I believe I can get over it, but I need a push. I need somebody to just help me get over the hump. And if I can just get over this hump right here, I think I can keep on walking. Is there anybody up in here that need God just to give you a little push? I believe I, I can make it a little bit further down the road, but I just need somebody to help me get over the hump. And if I can just get over this hump right here, I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Is there anybody in here today? Yes, sir. Hey. Come on, Zach. No doubt about it. Hey. I believe God. Can, can, can I celebrate for a little while? I believe God. Yes, sir. He says, help my unbelief. Well, Recent year, there's been a lot of controversy, even within the realm of the church, to whether or not the Bible is actually the entire word of God. Can y'all believe that? And how much is actually true? And how much is a fable or erroneous? And while the church members are arguing over this issue, the church splits. Sinners are given more reason to laugh and mock Christianity. For many, the Bible is only another book. Among many, 
is irrelevant to today's society. That it's many contradictions within the pages. That it contains a philosophy that has been long outdated. And, or in short, they just don't believe the Bible is God's eternal word. But don't include me in that group. Although I wasn't there when the flame of the sun was ignited, when the moon was set on its orbit, or when the star was put in that position, and when the water was divided from the firmament, and when the darkness was separated from the light, and although I wasn't there when the mountains and the seas was formed, yet I firmly believe God was there. And it happened just like it said in Genesis chapter number one. And I have no doubts about it. My brothers and sisters, although I wasn't there, when the birds began to sing and when the rabbits began to hop and the squirrels began to scamper and the dogs began to bark and the fish began to swim and cows began to graze and, and I wasn't there when the monkeys began to chatter and I, I believe it happened just like God said. I, I, I have no doubts about it. I, I wasn't there when the trees first formed their leaves and when the flowers first opened their blossoms and when the plants first produced their fruits and when the hens first hatched their eggs and when the bees first made their hunger and then when the crickets first sang their songs and when the elephants first blew their trumpets. I just believe that it happened according to Genesis 1, 1 through 25. No, I wasn't there. But I believe, is there anybody going to help me up in here? Well, let me go down the Bible. Can I, can I preach the Bible in here? Because somebody trying to dispute the authority of the Bible. So let me just give you some of the good news in the Bible. I wasn't there when the axe head floated. I wasn't there when the mill, widow's mill and all multiplied. I wasn't there when the Red Sea divided and the Israelite passed on dry ground. I, I wasn't there when the water came from rock. I wasn't there when the sun stood still for about an entire day. I wasn't there when the Jericho wall fell down. I wasn't there when the great fish swallowed up the prophet Jonah. I wasn't there, but I believe it happened just like the Bible said. I admit I wasn't there when David slew Goliath. I, I wasn't there when Elijah prayed down the fire from heaven and it came on Mount Carmel. I wasn't there when Abraham journeyed to Mount Moriah with his son Isaac. I wasn't there when Samson took the gates of Gaza and rode on his shoulder. I wasn't there when Jacob wrestled all night with the angel of the Lord. I wasn't there when Daniel spent the night in the lion's den. I wasn't there when the three Hebrew boys survived in the fiery furnace. I wasn't there, but I believe God was. Therefore, God ought to know what happened, how it happened, and therefore I believe God know what to write in his word. I don't know how it happened, but I believe that it happened, so no doubt about it, I believe God. Is there anybody in here with me. No, I wasn't there when Noah constructed the ark. I wasn't there when Moses received the Ten Commandments. I wasn't there when Egypt got the Ten Plagues. I wasn't there when Esther became the king in Egypt. I wasn't there when Nehemiah built the fallen walls of Jerusalem. I wasn't there when Hezekiah received 15 years of his life. 
I wasn't there when Belshazzar seen the handwriting on the wall. I wasn't there, but I believe what the Bible says. Is there anybody in here going to get happy with me? I wasn't here when Jesus called Matthew from the tax table, when he called Peter and Andrew from the fishing net, when he called Lazarus forth from the grave. I wasn't there when Jesus said, all little children come unto me and forbid them not. I wasn't there when Jesus talked to two blind beggars. I wasn't there when he called Zacchaeus to come down from the tree. I wasn't there when he called James John and told him to follow me. I, I wasn't there, but I believe the word of God said that it happened. No doubt about it. I believe God. I wish I had a witness in here. Let me get my preaching mic. I said I wasn't there when he said peace be still and the winds went to sleep. I wasn't there when he told the waves be calm and they had to go down. I wasn't there when he fed the multitude with five loaves and two fishes. I wasn't there when he walked upon the water, when he turned water to wine, when he healed the man in the pool of Bethesda. I wasn't there when he forgave the adulterous woman. But I believe that it all happened just like it was recorded in God's words. And I'm not going to allow some atheist, some agnostic, some skeptic, some critic, some unbeliever, some infidel, some backslider, some no good person to make me believe otherwise. I wasn't there when they beat my Lord mercifully when they put a crown of thorns over his head when they draped him with a purple robe I wasn't there when they jerked out his beard accused him of blasphemy when they brought him from judgment hall to judgment hall I wasn't there when they drove the spikes through his hand and through his feet I wasn't there but I believe it happened just like the Bible said I wasn't there on that very special day the remarkable day of his crucifixion when he showed compassion to his mother when he's asked his father to forgive them for they know not what they do I wasn't there when he shed his precious blood I wasn't there when he said it is finished I wasn't there when the sun refused to shine. I wasn't there when the earth began to rock and reel. I wasn't there when he died for the sins of the world, for the rich and for the poor, for the old and for the young, for the black and for the white, for the male and the female, for the near and for the far. But I believe it happened just like the Bible said. Is there anybody in the house that believe that it happened? Just like he said, I wasn't there when Paul met him on the Damascus Road when he got his sight restored. I wasn't there when Paul and Silas prayed and sang one midnight. I wasn't there when Paul suffered his trials. I wasn't there when he was shipwrecked at Melita. Oh, shucks. I wish I had a witness. I wasn't there when he got bit by a 
my diaper and shook it off. Do I have a witness? I wasn't there when Paul stood before Felix and King Agrippa and said, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I said I wasn't there. And somebody said, you wasn't there for nothing. You're right about it. I wasn't there for none of that. But let me tell you. Let me tell you what I was there for. I was there when the Lord forgave my sin, when he saved my soul, when he changed my life, when he gave me my blessing, when he answered my prayer, when he helped my need. I was there every time he lifted my burden and gave me joy. I was there when he protected me from dangers seen and unseen. I was there when he called me through my crisis. I was there when he wiped my tears through the night. I was there when he refreshed me in my weakness. Is there anybody in here that can testify you was there when God held you all night long when nobody else could calm you down the Lord said oh taste and see that the Lord is good I was there when he said weep in May and do for a night but all joy so somebody asked me why do you believe the Bible why do you believe in miracles why do you believe in God's account why do you believe the impossible can happen why do you believe Christ died why do you believe he rose why do you believe he's coming again why do you believe he loves you because no matter what you do no matter what you say I believe that God is real and he's real in my soul I believe that the Bible is God's authoritative word and no matter what you tell me I know I am a miracle I should have been dead long time ago shouldn't be preaching to you right now but I believe that the good Lord above put his hand down and touched me and said to the devil devil you can't have him devil you can't take him debt not yet debt not now I still got more for him to do and I'm trying to tell you because of what the Lord has done for me and what the Lord has done for you you ought to have a testimony to say I believe God and there's no doubt about it I need five people I'll make sick that'll stand to their feet and say there was a time that I didn't believe but he's been too good he's been too good I've been through too much 
much I would have lost my mind I would have threw in the towel would have took my life I would have stopped coming but I realized that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power somebody say power is the power and by all means I'm not ashamed to be a gospel preacher because I can stand flat-footed and say in him I live I move and have my being I was there when he saved me I was there when he raised me I was there when he turned me around somebody shout yes 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 ain't he all right ain't he all right won't you wave your hand and say yes